The whole pandemic taught us to adapt and pivot. Clarice Gomez is an artist who did more than just adapt. She started a journey and created a community solely dedicated to make art and create authentic connections. She then took it further and brought an entirely fun and therapeutic experience for people who would like to learn watercolor. In this episode, you'll hear us talk about giving back to the community by building connection through art, showing up without edits, and embracing your true self while sharing your skills and gifts. The question we should ask ourselves when we are in a creative rut, living off the edge to do something you're passionate about and what you thought was impossible, how a shift in mindset can open doors of creativity to benefit others, and how to address burnout and what to do when you are in the verge of it. If you want to be part of the conversation, then send in your questions and topics you want us to cover to hello at etrolab.com. Hey, this is Jessie and I'm an artist and studio host for Etrolab. We believe in your power to create, so we invited artists from all around the globe to inspire you to keep on creating. So join us in this journey and let's celebrate creativity. This is Make More Art, the podcast. I've always kind of had a creative uh, bug, I, I would say. Like, I love drawing, love coloring, painting, mm-hmm. growing up as a kid. Uh, and maybe a little bit of that entrepreneurial spirit as well, because in uh, in the third grade, I, I remember getting the these candies or these chocolates, and, and apparently I would save the wrappers. Oh. And then I made little tiny, like, cardboard cutouts and then I would put the wrapper on top and make little cards. And apparently I was selling it in school for like really, really cheap. But so I loved wow. making cards from then. Anyways, okay. so as I, as I grew up, I moved to Canada. Uh, I realized that um, being an artist, like there were so many people way better than me out there. And I was like, I don't want to be a starving artist. So I ended up going to school for graphic design because I thought, here's something that I can do. I can use my artsy skills, but I'm digitizing it. So mm-hmm. it's okay. It's great. So then I started getting into websites. And then I love the whole idea of designing a brand from logo to letterhead, corporate uh, elements to website, and then social media rolled in. So mm-hmm. loved it. Also, I ended up meeting my husband who was an IT guy. So he kind of helped me with website design. And so we would tag team on lots of projects that way. And that's how mm-hmm. it kind of started. Then in 2014, I ended up having a client who needed um, a book created. And in the book, he needed some watercolor artwork. And being a designer, I love creating my own elements because mm-hmm. I also have that artsy side, right? Yeah. So I, I like to create, if there's anything, I like to do it from scratch. So anyways, I ended up going to the local art store. There was a whole bunch of ele- um watercolor supplies on clearance so I said oh it's not very expensive let's just pick something and let's Uh try because I hadn't picked a brush in years at this point like I not painted for years right didn't end up really painting with it until two years later and how that happened was because um, again I love creating cards and this time I wanted to do wedding cards Oh. and uh, break out into the wedding card industry right like while I was home with with my son and uh, the floral watercolor wedding cards were really in so friends of mine were getting married a friend was getting married at that point and she, she told me what she wanted and I had a vision so I was like okay let's do this 
And uh, I decided to record it because I was running a YouTube channel and sharing my knowledge on Photoshop and Illustrator uh, just as a way of giving back to the community sort of thing, what I know, knowledge. So I recorded this and then it was really easy. And I ended up doing a video just to show people how to do an easy peony, watercolor peony. Mm -hmm. And I think it was like my second time doing it and put it out there. And then I realized that this video did way better than any of my design videos. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. So, and I really liked the watercolor experience. Like it was calming, it was soothing. It was great. I loved creating something and then just seeing the end result. It just made me feel good and accomplished. How typically the YouTube video start, uh, um, YouTube channel started. Mm. Amazing. I have takeaways from, from just that introduction. So talk about starving artists who shifted to graphic and design, but you've always had this entrepreneurial mindset and creative side. Also, you talk about your husband and I've seen this in your post as well that you need to have someone who's very supportive in whatever action yep. that you would want to pursue. So that's another thing. Another thing is about giving back to the community. And that's what I love about your, your social media presence is that when I look and read your captions, it's all about inspiring people to create art, to step out and yep. start something. So take me back when you started doing watercolor. Most of my earlier videos are all me just having an idea of what to paint and me painting for the first time in the video. Really? <laughs> That's how easy, wow. That is how easy it came to me that I would be like, hey guys, welcome to another video with me. Today we're going to do this. And then that would literally be the first time I'm trying that flower. Uh, Amazing. Doing it. <laughs> I love that. The video. And it worked. <laughs> I, I think I saw in one of your posts that this whole pandemic shifted your mindset because you've always lived cautiously. But yes. doing that, it's all, I mean, for anyone who's starting out a blog or YouTube, I have a YouTube channel, but the, the first time that I uploaded a video, I had to do a lot of edits, I had to prepare, but you, you captured everything, painted for the first time, put it on YouTube, and that's, that takes courage for me and add my for doing more, that. Yeah. You're, you're really kind to say courage. I think it's more laziness because, okay. and I'm going to say laziness because uh -huh. I was like, and I've always said this, most of my followers know this about me. I like loose style of watercolor because for me, it's done in 20 minutes. I need immediate satisfaction. So, and I'm kind of like impatient that way. I lack a little bit of patience. So yeah. when it comes to, like doing something like, oh my gosh, I just painted this. This looks amazing. Okay, we're not even going to edit. We're just going to mm -hmm. upload this right away. This video is great the way it is. <laughs> and, and again, like it was just for fun. So when the when you're doing something for fun without expecting anything back, there's less pressure mm -hmm. on how you look and what people think about you. And that really does help you put your most authentic self out there without any edits. Uh, because then people don't get to see who you are as a person. And one of the main things that a lot of my followers say uh, back then and even now is, I love watching your videos because it feels like I am in the room with you and you're a friend that I am painting with as opposed to like, you know, videos with music or, or edits yeah. or cuts yeah. and whatever. And uh, it worked for me again because that meant I'm just literally painting, uploading, and then hitting that 
uh, send button and then everyone gets notified. The thing you mentioned of, about being authentic, putting your authentic self out there without edits. And us living in this social media era, it's there's always this pressure to put everything out there in, in a perfect state. It has to be polished and well done. Where does where did that come from? Where is that of feeling or innate character of just doing something for the joy of it and enjoying the process of doing it rather than because I'm I'm tapping into because you have an entrepreneurial mindset growing up but for this particular side of you in the artistic side of you it's rooted from the from a position of you just want to do something because you are enjoying it yeah and you want to put it out there if someone will benefit it and will learn from it then like what you said it's giving back to the community where did that come from um i think i have a lot of inspiration from uh, a lot of speakers. Uh, okay, so my background grew up in the church, almost, you could say. So a lot of my values and stuff come from being a Christian. And so a lot of me is, is just naturally innate that I want to connect with people who will connect with me. I get the reality of life, which is not everyone is going to love you and not everyone's going to like you. But there will be people who do like you and love you. And those are the people I want to connect with um, because they are the people that will benefit the most out of me, who I am authentically. I don't have time to pretend to be a certain person because at some point I know that'll slip, that mask will slip and then it will no longer be the same thing. I don't want to make people feel like they're engaging with someone and that's not really who I am. Like I'm not about facades. This is who I am. Um, this is how I am when I'm happy. This is how I am when I'm sad. This is how I am when I'm sassy. So I'm sharing about my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want authentic relationships, just the way that I am being authentic with everyone on social media. I want the same reciprocation. And that's really helped me connect with a lot of like-minded artists and women and people who are kind of journeying along the same path as I am. Yes. And, uh, and I think that's, that gives me the most joy, especially when I'm using watercolor more of a, almost like therapy. And I think watercolor for me really hit sky high, well, started going sky high was when I started Sunday lives on, uh, on YouTube. When we first went into lockdown, which was March 15th, around that time in 2020. And that's how a lot of people started engaging with me one-on-one through chat on uh, YouTube and started getting to know me because a people were stuck at home they didn't have Mm -hmm. anything to do and so this was almost like our regular date so for 18 months I did that consistently every Sunday we would gather at 2 p.m EST and it was amazing to kind of see people even go hey guys like and they kind of knew each other at that point it was almost like this amazing community still is actually Um, and we were all almost like in a therapy session have to look up sometimes because your detailed explanation just kind of, we just hear your voice and we're just painting. And I was like, 
it, this is amazing. I didn't even realize it was headed in that direction, but it's amazing how it kind of went there. Like it's mm-hmm. a therapy session more than anything else at this point. And at this point, like you said, it's very much needed. We are yeah. still in a pandemic and a lot of people are still in lockdown. A lot of people are really longing for a connection. I love that you mentioned yeah. and highlighted that because I started doing podcasts during the pandemic and I met wonderful people like yourself yeah. through it. And it's amazing what technology can do if you are to use it for something good. Put yourself out there. Without fear. Yeah. I, you know, you stop living in fear. Oh, living know. on the edge. That's my last quote. Yes, yes, yes. Living on the edge. Because it's so, insp- it's so inspiring and encouraging, especially for someone who's just, you know, you're in lockdown. You, you don't get to travel. You don't get to see some yeah. of your friends and family. But there's something about art that really brings people together. And to yeah. your point, it's therapeutic. For the people attending it, it's so different because a lot of them will say, Oh, shucks, I missed you on Sunday Live. But my initial, my, like my, my immediate reaction is always, that's okay, though, like you have the replay, you can just watch the replay. But they actually want to interact via chat and have that connection on a personal level, as opposed to just watching the video. So now it's like one step higher. To me, I'm like, it's the same thing. Like you can always reach out to me via, <laughs> via like direct message or something like that. I'm there. It's not like I don't respond to you. I do. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, people, people look at it as an event that they're attending, like, like they're meeting a friend and you know, Oh, I can make it for coffee or I can't make it for it's coffee true. sort of thing. So it's, it's, it's kind of evolved and it's changing my mentality as well of how I see Sunday lives. Mm. So, that's really my follow-up question. I was about to ask, and good that you touch on that. Doing this live, Sunday live, and especially Sunday, I know you have kids, and normally Sunday is like a sacred day for you to, you mentioned church and then spend it all the time, but you're taking a bit of that time to really go on live and engage with people who would want to learn how to make art. So this past eight months that you've been doing that, what have you learned so far and did you ever experience or feel any sort of burnout to you know to do to come on live and teach every Sunday yes. so I think I truly experienced a hint of burnout was when I decided to do the Hello Clarice challenge mm. so the Hello Clarice challenge was oh is a watercolor challenge it's it's one month worth of videos and I think I did 13 videos yes one was a bonus three videos a week and I decided to do that and I was still doing uh Sunday lives and <laughs> and a whole bunch of like and family and this and my and my husband was working overtime so it was like two kids and this and yeah. that yeah and school and anyways I decided to do it And for me, I'm the kind of person, like if I have tunnel vision and I know there's a greater purpose and something good will come out of this, I don't look left or right. And I just do it because I do it with the light, looking at the light at the end of the tunnel, like it's going to end at some point. (laughs) And so I, I started this and it was pretty gutsy of me too, because I had no plan. Mm-hmm. I, I literally had no plan. I made the announcement on social media and I was like, well, I'm doing this guys. And everyone was excited. And then I was like, now there's no backing up. Now you just got to do it. 
And so I planned out what I was going to do. I set up a web page and I literally recorded these videos, edited, recorded all of this good stuff. It was maybe the last week. It was a rough week. I was, I think at that point, thinking about what to do next after the challenge was done. Um, and because I was making these videos private, so only if you signed up for the challenge would you get these videos. Okay. Uh, they weren't like uh, available for everyone on YouTube. My viewership went down and numbers were going down and I challenged myself and I put that out there too, that I would make 20K followers before the end of the month. And so all these things, and I was like, oh my gosh, like it's not happening. So I was too inundated with all these thoughts. Mm -hmm. And that's when I was like, guys, I'm taking, I'm taking a week off, or I think I said I'm taking two weeks off as soon as the challenge is done, because it ended on my birthday, like I planned it. So it ended on my birthday. Yeah. And everyone came for like, the Sunday, um, which was, which happened to be my birthday as well. So the Sunday live was like a special Sunday live. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, guys, I'm taking a week or two weeks off, I think. And because uh, it's been a lot of time and it was touching to see people's responses because everyone was like yeah you know I can I totally feel you like you should you've done so much thank you so much it's been such an inspiration to wake up each day or um whenever as the weeks kind of went in for hello Clarice G challenge and see your email and you know just have like two days kind of time to kind of do this together and yeah it was it was very nice to hear from people. It was touching to hear people's uh, commentary on how they cared so much about how I was doing as well. And I was like, wow, these are people who've never really met me. But like, it's kind of really nice to feel like someone cares. And so I took those two weeks off, felt better. And then I was like, time to get back on. <laughs> so I did. But touching on the the burnout and you know Sundays being a special day and stuff I realized that it's not just a special day for me but there's a lot of other people that also you know Sunday dinner family time yeah. this and that and so that Sunday lives are not going to be every other Sunday mm -hmm. it's not every Sunday it's now every other Sunday so they have a break I have a break and so we have a good enough balance and this there's that saying absence makes the heart grow fonder so you kind of yeah. You almost look forward to it even more because you know yes. it's not every Sunday. So that's the fix that I got for it. But that's I, I think you touched a point that resonates with a lot of artists or anyone who's doing content on social media is to take really take some time to rest. And with you juggling being a mom, a wife, and then teaching online with you know doing my own social media. Yes. <laughs> It takes a lot of work. And I think that the people who really checked on you and showed their concern and care for you are the people who journeyed with you because, yes. authentic, because you showed up and you showed, showed up authentically. You know, you, you've taken them into your journey. They're part of it. And that's yes. why they understood that when you needed some time to break from the break from social media or from creating they fully understood it like what you hear so far make more art the podcast is made possible by listeners like you so we would like to give a shout out to sharon harding from youtube on her most recent episode with fiona DePinto. she said 
This is well worth listening to more than once. So much to take in, beautiful artwork, such passion and inspiration. A lovely person, so giving. Thank you for sharing your talent. Looking forward to more of your work and keep being a chatterbox. Make sure you never miss an episode by clicking the subscribe button now. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. I want to touch on watercolor in the vineyard. I was so jealous when you were standing in front of the vineyards and then talking about painting in front of it. I was like, oh my, I would trade. I would get anything just to be there and paint alongside with you. So tell me how this idea came about. So this idea came about because I purchased two rose plants last year. One ended up dying. And this year, when this year came about, that's when it officially died. And so I decided to call the Rose Farm, which happens to be in Niagara on the lake. Mm -hmm. And I said, hey, guys, I bought this plant. It died. It never really grew. Uh And they said, oh, come on in and we will exchange it for another one. I took my neighbor and uh, we went to the Rose Farm and so many roses. And it was stunning. I was like, this is beautiful. Like, I wish I had my paints right here. And that's where I thought to myself, we have such an amazing wine country by us. Everyone's been in lockdown forever. Summer's coming up. What better an experience than to offer something? And I like wine too. What better experience than to sit down in beauty like this? Mind you, that was a rose farm, but we had to drive through lots of vineyards to get to the rose farm. So all of this was fresh in my mind and sip sip on some wine and do a little bit of painting, which is also very therapeutic, bring a friend, you know, like just enjoy the sunset or whatever, enjoy the views, whatever time it was, uh, it happens and, and relax. And there's no pressure to create a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. just go with the flow and do what you can like that's yeah that's where that's the healing quality of art it's not about not not uh making it look exactly like the artist or someone else don't compare yourself to yeah. anyone but that'll mm-hmm. kill your joy right yeah. anyway so that was the whole idea and I thought to myself I left I left that day and I said I am going to select five of my favorite wineries And I'm going to reach out to them and send them a little package explaining my idea with some visuals and stuff like that, almost like an introduction. And that's how the winery watercolor in the vineyards turned out. But then I also emailed the Rose Farm Hmm. and I said, guys, your farm is stunning and you have such amazing inspiration there. Would you want to do an event like this? And so uh, watercolor, uh, high tea and watercolor. Yeah, at the Rose Farm okay. is also something that happened. And that was also a fabulous event because it was like high tea. So you get little mini cakes tea. and several <laughs> yeah. teas and then the painting session and they decorated the tables beautifully. I love the idea because not only a painting session, but it's the overall experience of connecting with other people, sipping wine, eating cheese, you know, and yeah. veneered, which is... Yeah so beautiful it's really the perfect venue for to do watercolor painting to drink some wine eat some cheese and connect with other people I want to do it on the beach too because the beach is my favorite spot so at this point like 
I remember when I got the booking for Rife for the winery, I was like, guys, I'm going to be the watercolor artist that travels around the world. <laughs> the next one has to be on the beach. That would be, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. I, I would love to do that as well. If we can do that here. In the and you guys have I stunning would. beaches there. Maybe I could come to the Philippines. You should, you should, Therese. We have stunning beaches here. And yeah, I wish the pandemic will be over so we can all, you know, travel. Like you just said, you, you nailed it when you said it brings people together. Like, Food brings people together. That's the culture I'm from. My background is Indian, by the way. So food's got to be involved everywhere, right? Yeah. And and my favorite, favorite quote by Maya Angelou is, people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, what you wore, whatever. But they will never forget how you made them feel. Yes. And the feeling is the experience Mm -hmm. of everything combined. It's that vibe, as people, the millennials like to call it now, right? Like your vibe, your energy. Um, And and that's that's like a collective of several different things. It's not just one thing. It's a feeling. And that's what the watercolor in the vineyard experience is all about. I coin it as an experience because it is an experience. experience. Without the view, without the vineyard, it's not the same. Without the watercolor, it's not the same. Without the wine, it's not the same. (laughs) Without your friends, it's not the same. Like, you know, it really depends. You can't take out one element. It's all got to be like, it's got to be together. I was stuck right now, uh, and still in the pandemic and probably feeling like, I'm stuck, I don't know what to do, or I can't do anything because everything, you know, I'm limited by a lot of things. What would be, yeah, what golden nuggets can you share with them? It is my most recent post, live life on the edge. Live life on the edge. And let me elaborate on what I mean by that. I don't mean go out there and do the most dangerous thing you can think of. I mean, go out there and do something that you think is not possible and prove to yourself that it is possible. Like one of the main reasons I think that people are, and I hear this a lot from people that that paint with me is they're scared to do something because they're scared that the paper is going to get ruined. Like they'll, they'll paint it on the paper and it's going to get ruined. And I said to them, you need, and in this last post, this is what I say. If you have an idea and you want to do something and A, maybe fear is holding you back, maybe time, uh, commitment, whatever is holding you back, I say, don't think about it just go ahead and start as long as you have that idea, you're passionate about it and you want to do it, do it because you need to prepare yourself. And this is how you can protect yourself is you got to ask yourself, what's the worst that can happen? What, What is the worst thing that can happen? And if you can prepare yourself and you're okay with the worst thing that can happen, because knowledge is power, right? Once you know yeah. this is the worst thing that can happen, you kind yeah. of adjust to it and you kind of preempt everything almost like in anticipation. If it happens, this is what's going to happen. Right. And then you're good. Just go ahead and start. Yeah. Sometimes at, like you can't find people aligned with you and that's totally okay. You are you, do you, and just start. And that's okay. Like if it, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Just walk away. But if it works out, imagine then. Look. Like if I didn't move on the watercolor in the vineyard thinking that, oh, it's too much work. I don't want to email the, the, yeah. the wineries. I don't want to follow up. Mm-hmm. It would never have happened. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have a plan when I reached out to them outside of 
my vision. <laughs> I didn't know who I was going to get supplies from. And I reached out to Etcher as well, by the way. And you guys were lovely enough to send me paper. So I've been sending out, like I've been handing out samples of Etcher paper, which by the way, the reviews have been fabulous. People love the paper. Okay. They've been using the paper as their practice and stuff, even though I'm like, no, don't use it for practice. It's really good paper. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But, but that's, that's my thing. You guys also took a chance on me. Like you said, yes. And you sent me, I got the paper within like two days. And so I have these little bags that I've made. Let me just. Oh, oh so tote bags. Get... I love tote bags. I love packages. Yeah. yeah. So then I, I love, yeah. It's all about the experience, right? Like, so yes. you have something as a takeaway yeah. and all their, the palette, the paper, the canvas, the brushes, like, like everything goes in here. And then people get this as a little keepsake. Yeah. So very well said about, you know, just doing you, you don't, have need to always be aligned with other people to start something and with your recent post live life on the edge yeah wise words most colorful there. Gomez. thank you so much for being on make more art you just inspired a lot of people to step out and have the courage to really take on and do something whether it's art related or not but just yeah, have the drive to do something even in the midst of the pandemic you're Absolutely. an inspiration Clarice thank you so much for being on the show thank for you. chatting with me I had an amazing time and I look forward seeing more of your posts about the places that you go to in Ontario and especially the, the watercolor in the vineyards or whatever it is that you're gonna come you know okay. think of as an experience for your audience and for the people who would want to make more art Thank you so much for having me, Jeshi. This was truly an honor. And I'm glad to have a platform that I can share and inspire people more because really and truly, um, ultimately in every situation, pandemic or not, you need to really look and find the positive because if you look for the positive, you will find it. And so I'm hoping that someone out there who needs to hear this hears this and is inspired and motivated to kind of move on in a positive manner 100 agree well said thank you so much Paris, for being on make more art the pod take care of yourself and i'll speak to you again soon thank you thank you that was so refreshing and i am now beaming with ideas of how i can incorporate art to engage others and inspire them to do the same Clarice has shared wonderful nuggets about getting out of circumstances and pursuing creativity, relationships, by showing up and being authentic with the people you interact with. So do tell us, how do you cope through this time? Are you also gravitating towards art? We would love to hear your thoughts, so do share them with us through the blog post associated with this podcast at etrolab.com slash Clarice. Want to know what goes behind the scenes here at Etcher? We heard ya! We are lifting the curtain and giving you VIP access to do just that. Get to know who does what here at Etcher Lab. Joining me for the Etcher team spotlight is Jason. He is the head of support. So thank you so much for agreeing to be on Make More Art for this episode. So tell me, you are the head of support. What do you do as the head of support with an Etcher? Yeah, so I look over the um, the support team. I have uh, three people under my my team and I've uh, been training, watching over them, teaching them mm -hmm. with uh, regular you know, email support stuff. 
that I've done for the past, I think, three, four months. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the hello at Etcher Lab. Oh, yeah. Email, you guys manage that. Is that right? Yes, uh, there are two actually. There's Hello at Etcher Lab and there's Hello at Etcher Studio. We're more into Hello at Etcher Studio. Okay. The lab one is for products, but we have one in our team handling that one as well. Oh, awesome. So every time that we host a, a class, and then we ask people to, okay, send in your questions if you have anything that you would like to ask about our products, our sessions, our master classes, and all that, you guys get those emails. Yes, okay. correct. Oh, wow. Jason, I've read on your bio that you are into metal music and oh. you are a foodie. You are into computer games. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. It's like my, um, most of my time when I'm not working. Uh, when I was not a father yet, I just got, I, 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 yeah, my baby came out two months ago. And before that, I always, <laughs> um, on my vacant time, I'm in front of my computer playing games you know spending time with my wife watching movies and stuff like that so um it's a win-win during the pandemic we still have mm -hmm. something to do even though yeah. there's like lockdowns and stuff yeah. yeah oh yeah congratulations i know that when we were planning to do the extra team spotlight you were just because you just you just became a father and i'm sure a lot can resonate you know having a pandemic baby during yeah, this time sure. it's it's gonna go down in history. So congratulations! It's a boy or a girl? It's a girl. Thank you, oh, by the way. Yeah, it's a girl. It's a girl. It's a girl. Very cute girl. <laughs> and now that we are working remotely, is it more? And all of us, right? We are working remotely for Edgeware. Yep. You said that it's more of like a win-win situation for you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a win. It's really a win-win. Um, especially I'm really not that an extrovert. Like you know, I don't like going out. Some, oh, uh, okay. some time so yeah I, spending time at home especially with my baby and my wife mm -hmm. is like something that I've been and working while doing that something I've been dreaming of since you know long ago really <laughs> yeah. okay right. okay thanks Jason <laughs> so how is it how long have you been with Etcher by the way it's like a, a question that I normally ask people because a lot of the people that I've had on they started this year I started this year what about you? Yeah, when, when did you I, join? I started last March, I think late March. So oh, so about six months. <laughs> also pandemic hire, like me. Pandemic and this hire. year. <laughs> and this year as well. Amazing. So yeah. how how are you enjoying working within our team so far? Tell I me like the highlights of working within Etcher. Right. So yeah, I I I love the community. Like um um, the community we had and the 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 how um everyone is you know approachable I love the team um so much uh yeah. I've been enjoying work since I've since I've started I've, I've um Simon and Yon has asked me how I've been yeah. doing here yeah. and I always say that I love the work I love what I do and I love the people here that I I've met so far so yeah it's it's something like um some all of the people I guess are uh, are looking for, especially mm -hmm. during these times, something that you'll be comfortable working with. People you'll be comfortable working with. It's not just the work, but uh, you know, um, it's also uh, we have the professional side of the work. Right. But, uh, you still you're still longing for that um, socialization within the company, even though you don't see them in the same yeah. office. Yeah. But I think you feel like yeah. you're still on, in the same office. You're still like 
every day talking to them you you feel like you're always see, seeing them mm-hmm. almost every day yeah. so it's like that yeah. yeah i agree i agree about the culture and ironically this is the first time that i'm seeing your face on video really <laughs> I, th- i think we've been in the same conference calls and we've been we've chatted as well in yeah, one of the classes but and i've heard that you that you just became a father two months ago but i've never seen you like this on video in person in person yeah in person but i mean e meet like with video on yeah but i agree with what you said there's something about the culture to make that will make you feel as if you also come into the office and connecting with the people within extra physically right. that's just how chill and chill. Uh, warm that our community is within extra what's right. your what would you say is the, the best part about being the head of support and handling yeah those two email addresses that we mentioned earlier i think um being in the su- customer support team in general not just being the head of the support team mm-hmm. uh, what i like the most is communicating with customers like you know you don't see them you don't really know yeah. them mm-hmm. but you get to know people mm-hmm. like uh you have conversations they say thank you uh, yeah it, it it's it's really you know heartwarming hearing those things from them mm-hmm. even though we're really not that connected yeah. i think yeah having conversation with customers is something that i really like and i really love about my work as mm-hmm. a customer support uh, agent yeah agree and jason thank you because every classes we host every communication that we have with customers we always drop those two email addresses and we would always encourage them to give their feedback to us so your team play a major role and making sure that we are connected with our customers and right. awesome job by the way jason thank, thank you. you so much for um being on make more art the podcast and for speaking with me again congratulations on your baby girl and again if you have any questions please <laughs> send an email to hello at etcherlab.com hello at etcherstudio.com thank you jason thank you thank you bye Bye. We would love to hear your thoughts, so please drop us a five-star review on the Apple Podcast, or you can find us on YouTube at Etcher Studio. And oh, hitting the subscribe button is greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll catch you again next time. Until then, let's make more art.